All right, let's see how much of Jada barking we're picking up. A, de a, a decent, decent amount. amount. All right. Well, well, here well. we are again. Here we are. Here we are. Good morning, mate. <laughs> pip, pip, cheerio. <laughs> so I'll be forever yours. Love always, Mandy. <laughs> but I thought the old lady dropped it into the ocean at the end. Well, baby, I went down and got it for you. Aw, uh, you shouldn't have. <laughs> Oops, I... <laughs> Hashtag free Britney. Honestly, good God, this woman. And then did you see that video she put out? It was like, we all know what's going on this week. The Super Bowl! When it was like, yeah, right yeah, when yeah, her yeah. thing came out. Yeah, it was so good. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh my God. Okay, I'm going to go. I don't even know what to do with her. Hmm. Hmm. Do you got, also I got these. Hmm. Isn't that fun? Yay! Yeah. Yeah, I got them at Larson's. And they're so cute, all stacked up. I know, they're really cute. You know they'll never ever be together again, but. No, yeah. They're, it was like, why'd you get pants for our lemons? Because <laughs> I wanted to. Lemon pants. They're lemon pants. That would be a better name for it. Food pants. Food pants. Pants for your food. When your pants need food in them. Uh, alrighty, well, shall we? We shall. We're doing Shades of Grey's pod. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Shades of Grey's, a dark and twisty podcast. I am Katie. Hey, I'm Bethany. We're sharing a mic today because I can't figure shit out. So if it's weird, sorry. Sorry, Gen Zers. We are four millennials who do not understand technology. I almost have a middle part today. We're, we're hip. We're cool. We're with it. Also, <clears throat> like when I leave the shower and brush my hair, when I part it in the middle, I look like the rejected Hanson brother. Mm. I already know what I look like with the center part. Yeah. I did it for a very long time. Right. It isn't cute. Yeah. They, they, when they say those things, they act like the 90s didn't happen and we didn't live through those times when that was the option. Uh, yeah. When your parents did your hair for you, well, your mom cut your hair for you, Aww. you know? Yeah, it's it's funny because they are so into the 90s culture. Mm -hmm. Like, you think there would be some mm -hmm. understanding that we already did that, but it's fine. Do what you want to do to your hair, and I'll yeah. do what I want to do to my hair. I recently had a Facebook memory pop-up from, like, eight years ago, eight, nine years ago. And a conversation between between me and another friend saying, like, Oh, if only the 90s fashion would come back, like high-waisted pants and chokers and just had to bide your time. I I predicted the future. We predicted the future. <laughs> what I'm saying is we're going to be on Mars in 2030. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's not. I don't want to. Let's leave Mars alone. We have enough problems here. <laughs> we fucked up one planet. We don't need to go do that to another one. Let's just... <sighs> Honestly. Yeah. So real. Uh, so we are on season two, episode 21? 21, and we have actually recorded this particular episode before, mm -hmm. but we haven't posted it yet, mm -hmm. um, but since that was 
very long time ago and we were completely different people, we decided to yeah. redo it. Yeah. Um, a whole pandemic ago. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> How very Grey's Anatomy of us. Mm. Um, so this episode is superstition. Mm-hmm. I always think of very superstitious mm-hmm. as the song. Very superstitious. Is, isn't that this song though? And it's just called Superstition? Oh, is it? I, ha- I have written down by Quincy Jones. Yes. Is that the same song? I don't know. <laughs> Here's I don't remember because these notes are from when we did it the first time. And I have not looked through them yet. I did rewatch the episode, but I have not looked through the notes. Um, but it is named after Quincy Jones' song, Superstition. But like, I think of Stevie Wonder, oh. but maybe it's the same song. Mm. So it is, it is the Stevie Wonder has covered this song. Sure. It's the same one. Uh, um, so obviously we are talking about superstitions today. There's, this whole episode has a bunch of superstitious juju. What, do you have any that stick out as like personal superstitions? No. Um, I like signs and coincidences and, Mm -hmm. uh, Certain, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, specific imagery I hold on to. Like, the number nine is a lucky number for me. And when Uh I see nines or I put nines into things, it seems to work out well. Okay. You know, I was born on the ninth day of the ninth month in 1989. Yeah. So it's lots of nines. Um, I don't know much about numerology, but... But you don't, like, need things to be a nine? No. No. I don't have a compulsion associated with it. I feel like when I was a kid, I did a lot more, like, not stepping on cracks, Mm. or... This is a weird one. Like, I would... You know the, like, stuff that's left on your eraser after you erase? Mm -hmm. Like, I always had to wipe it off, and it, like, drove me nuts when I couldn't, or whatever. Sort of little, just, like... Yeah, I hesitate to call it compulsions because it didn't wreck my life. Right. It just was like, I prefer things this way. It makes me feel better when they're done this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just sort of, I don't know, it feels like one day I turned around and was like, oh, I haven't done that in a while. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, but no, there's nothing that I have that I'm like, oh, can't do it that way. I'm trying to think. I used to like duck my head down when we went under overpasses or like lift my feet when you went under like a bridge going over a bridge you hold your breath I remember that or like going past the cemetery you hold your breath or going through a tunnel ours was ah. always a tunnel you hold your breath uh, but that's more like fun in the car games yeah it's not like I genuinely I thought think I was going to die if it didn't work out right yeah I but. remember my dad calling one time because he was a truck driver for a little bit when I was a kid, and now he is again, that he asked me, like, when you play that game, is there a different rule if it's on both sides of the of this street? Because I was driving for, like, four miles, and there was this huge cemetery on oh both gosh. sides of the road. And I was like, that's crazy. I just liked that he that's thought of scary. us. scary. <laughs> it was nice. Uh, I can't think of this woman's Instagram, but she I think she's mostly a TikToker, but... She cleans gravestones, like, very yeah. gently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those videos. I think Georgia and Karen on uh, My Favorite Murder talked about that recently. Did they? Yeah, I think nice. so. We've got Jada here. Might hear her sniffle snuffling. Yep, you might hear the little snorts in the 
and the jingle jangles. Maybe we'll take off her oh. collar. She's addicted jingle, to the jingle, jingle jangles. jangles. <laughs> She's addicted to the jingle jangles. <laughs> like, did I know that so, one? Even though I've never seen Riverdale. <laughs> Andrew got so into it, it was crazy. I highly recommend it. It is <laughs> so funny. I, I haven't seen the latest season that's going on right now. I'll wait till it comes on Netflix because I don't care that much. But yeah, it's so funny. Um, you watched Never Have I Ever? Yeah, the Mindy Kaling show. They mm-hmm. talk about Riverdale on that show, and they're like, yeah. they're all teenagers, but they're so hot. Like, <laughs> it's very funny. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's a constant criticism of teen TV shows. Totally. Like, they don't seem like they are that age. They look like 30-year-olds in makeup. And... Well, even the male lead in Never Have I Ever wasn't a teenager. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was in his he was, 20s, I think. Yeah, older. So he, he looked a little bit younger, but he, not, not that much younger. No. No. <laughs> he looked like maybe he was held back yeah. senior year or and something. And I think they kind of said a joke about that in the show. Yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah. um, I did watch Ginny in Georgia, which is a newer... Oh, yeah. What'd you think of that? I really liked it. Um, it was suspenseful and fun. Had me talking in, like, a southern accent, because oh. the mom has a very southern accent. Nice. She's a great anti-hero. Like that. The just... They do, like, horrible, horrible things, but <laughs> there's, there's murder and things happening in this a show. murder! But I thought of this because of the teen show age thing because there's one point where um, I very much was like oh these are kids because it was like all the girls are going to a lock-in like these Mm -hmm. four teenage girls and they all um, they make like matching t-shirts with each of their first initials on there and I'm like oh yeah these are kids these are not like Riverdale teenagers these are like real oh I <laughs> they're, like that. they're going to their school lock-in and they're Aww. they've got their little matching t-shirts they made at home with their sharpies or whatever oh, like oh love that fabric paint do you remember there was a time maybe this didn't happen to you where you were like every funny thing or like inside joke I was like that needs to be on a shirt yeah like I never yeah. made them but I, it always was like that should that be a shirt so funny that needs <laughs> yeah. to be on a t-shirt <laughs> hilarious we, we did sell make, tons of shirts we did make shirts for the dodgeball tournament that was at the like Christian fall youth retreat mm-hmm. um and there was a real dodgeball team, and then there was a bunch of us that were bad but wanted to play. <laughs> and Stephen Giovanetto was like, okay, like, I'll be on your team. I guess. And so, and it was so Stephen and, and then a bunch of uh, girls. And so we got <laughs> so Stephen's ladies. <laughs> oh, no. I know. <laughs> Looking back, probably, uh, probably maybe a, a youth uh, leader might have stepped in and mm. been like, so the thing is that Steven has crushes on some of you. So maybe this isn't the best. It, I mean, you fed a teenage boy's ego quite a bit. That could be good or bad, depending on where he, it started from. Yeah. <laughs> he was a nice boy. Well, yeah, he, he must have been to be the one to volunteer. <laughs> right. Because he knew we weren't going to win. Yeah. And then it was like the band played and they like cheated. Like, you know, uh, it always goes down yeah, like that. Like yeah. the grownups are like, get you. And all the kids are like, we're just trying to play. <laughs> Stupid. This is for us. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> You're a grown up. 
I'm actually in high school. <laughs> you could play a high schooler on TV. <laughs> but I am actually the thing. Gina, can you stay here so that you don't bark and ruin our show? Thank you. Can you sit down? Honey booty? Well, Ooh, we start yeah. with the morning in Seattle. Yes. There's a voiceover talking about a magic statue on Meredith's college campus, mm-hmm. rubbing the nose of the statue for good luck. Yep, before um, finals or whatever yeah. or to get things. Um, <laughs> like good grades? Yeah, good grades. Uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't go to college, so, you know, I don't. Uh, there was a big statue of... John Wesley on my campus, but it would get more get like people would put like necklaces on him, sure, or something. But you know, you've seen the statues that are of like the woman breastfeeding and the boob is totally rubbed off because like people touch it, or like yeah, the nose or like the whatever is just like rubbed. Like on Gilmore Girls, there was the dog statue. Yeah, they rubbed the toe or something like that, or they did something. They did something to the toe of the. Of the Eli Yale, the bulldog? Yeah. It was like a stuffed thing in a case. I thought there was a statue. There probably was both. I could also be mixing it up with something else. I don't know. (laughs) Um, We also see there's a full OR board. Mm -hmm. And Meredith is scrubbing in with Addison. Yep. We see Addison scrubbing in. Meredith kind of glances over and she's got... Addison has a pin with her rings attached to her scrubs. And she pats it in a way that seems purposeful or mm-hmm. like a tick almost like a she a ritual yeah yeah it's a big safety pin like the kind that they used to close diapers with <laughs> um but I have one uh that it isn't sharp but it was a pool stuff tag okay. so like you put your stuff in the bin at the pool and mm. then you get that and just like clip it on your bathing suit it's right. like an oldie thing but I have one it has a little number on it it's kind of fun mm. um Burke is worried about his scrub caps. Yes. He is kind of freaking out about it. Where did, where did all his fancy scrub caps? Because we know that he wears very special ones with different little designs on it. This one's with, like, music notes. Yeah. There's all different He's ones. He's quirky. He does some, like, Burke does some, like, wiggling his fingers, cracking his neck. Mm-hmm. Even without the scrub cap, he's doing some other ritualistic things. Yeah. Christina doesn't look amused about his... Scrub cap thing. She doesn't understand his <laughs> need to have his own. Um, Derek's about to begin surgery, and we get the iconic, all right, everybody, it's a beautiful morning to save lives. So let's have some fun. Yeah. Um, Meredith is naming other things like avoiding cracks in the sidewalk, which we kind of talked yeah. about, always putting your left shoe on first. I remember doing a little bit of that with soccer. I would, I had a ritual of like shin guard, shin guard, sock, sock, shoe, shoe. Yeah. But. Because you wouldn't want to forget one of those things. <laughs> no, no, you need them both. And yep. then the refs check you in. You have to like pat your shin guards. It was cute. Um, sports. Sports sport things. things. I can relate to those. Everybody knows. I can empathize entirely. But then there was like a Bears player that came and talked to our uh I don't know. Club this or whatever. Gouda is my it's your coaster. It's my coaster so I don't make a clacking noise every time I sit down. <laughs> and he had a ritual that was like right, left, right, left. Like he told us all the things mm. that he does. So I, I kind of switched it. But okay. then I stopped playing soccer. Um, <laughs> Bailey, she her ritual is to step up to the table 
lean her head back and breathe. Yeah, she kind of takes a deep, like, cleansing breath. And George is watching as she's doing that. And Meredith's voiceover continues. Knock on wood, step on a crack, break your mother's back. Different little things that we have heard all throughout our lives. What does this mean? Where does it come from? You know? Yeah. Uh, Nobody's surgery is going well. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody dies. Uh Um, Yeah, Addison's like gets a spurt of blood that like shoots out of the body. Um, Andrew's here. Burke's Burke's patient is crashing and he calls for paddles. Derek and Miranda are also losing their patience. It's just all all at once, all four, everything is going to crap. And um, they all lose their patience. And then the voiceover says, the last thing we want to do is offend the gods. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And I, it does sort of make sense to me that, like, the more superstition, the more ritual feels more... Uh, what's the thing when you have more than one god? Polytheistic? Yeah. Yeah, rather than, like, the last thing we want to do is offend god. Like, that's not what she says. She yeah. says the <laughs> gods. Like, yeah, no... The one God gave very specific uh, instructions, you know, (laughs) (laughs) 10 of them. The other gods are like, I was birthed out of my son's thigh. I don't, (laughs) if in the future your people create something like sidewalks with cracks in between, don't step on those. Let me know. I will hate that. (laughs) Jada, go with dad. Rude. That was sassy. That was so sad. Hey, Andrew. Yeah, I think she's just been wanting to go walk ever since she saw the other people walking. She's like, no, I gotta. But you guys. Oh. Oh, yeah. Last thing we want to do is offend the gods. It's, yeah, very uh, mythological. Yeah, because, like, is it Dionysus or Bacchus? That's like the god of wine and partying. Uh, Dionysus is in Greek mythology, so I don't know what Bacchus is. I don't Maybe know. they're the same. Maybe they're the same. Because <laughs> like Roman gods and Greek gods are like the same with different names usually. Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and they were notoriously like uh, fickle. You know, gods yeah. would just kind of be like. Huh. I want, I'm bored. I want to do this I'm thing. I'm going to fuck around with the humans <laughs> for a bit. Um, so, you know, anything you can do to garner favor, I suppose. Okay. Our pubcaster is being escorted out. Thank you. Yes. Uh, in the intern locker room, George comments on the statistics for surgeries, for fatalities. Yep. The day has only started. Christina's eating like a cereal bar. She doesn't want to share her food with George because um, <laughs> he's already in her apartment. So why is she going to share her food with him? Yeah. We're, we're kind of reaching the point of Christina getting really ready to kick him out. Like she's, she's kind of done with it. She's had um, it. She wasn't enthused about it at the beginning either, but now it's really like um, cramping her style. Izzy talked to the more guy, quote, with the, like, teeth thing. Who <laughs> yeah. said that the surgical fatalities... Not the one with the unibrow. No, the one with the teeth <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um, fatalities um, come in threes and sevens. She's eating an apple and talking while eating, which I, I have a memory of making some sort of comments about that 
the first time that we recorded this about how that's like a thing on the show. Yeah. Like the eating and talking while you're eating and uh, like with your mouth full and how that's a talent. Like, yeah. And also why. Derek does it later. Mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to be like, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm just talking while I'm eating with my mouth full of food. Because one of the guys in Ocean's Eleven always does that. He's like always mm. eating. It's a weird, it's a thing. Uh, Meredith tries to hand a hat that George drops to him. Mm-hmm. Did and, we talk about threes and sevens? Um, the more guy said that Vitality's yes. coming threes and okay. sevens. Yep. Um, George like will still not talk to her. Ugh, he's being such a little baby. Because, as you know, um, from a very, very long time ago, <laughs> Meredith and George slept together, and it did not go the way that George wanted it to, and he kind of took advantage of her. Because she had just seen her father for the first time in she decades. Was, like, traumatized. And, and she shouldn't have done it, but also, what what was he expecting? I don't I know. know. And it he's was being such a baby about it. Such a baby. And such a little baby. Meredith tells Christina, mm-hmm. um, you know, Derek gave the advice that I should apologize. Just keep apologizing until George listens. And Christina's like, Derek said that? Like, she's a little bit surprised. Yeah. That there's so much friendship there. That they have had a conversation about this. And Meredith's like, yeah, he's my friend. And that's good friend advice. Like, it's it's fine. It's totally normal to be friends with this man that I'm hopelessly in love with. (sighs) Whose Uh, wife is... Whose wife just showed up dramatically and beautifully. Oh, my God. So good. Love her. Um, Izzy's like about to interject into the conversation, but then Alex kind of pulls her aside because um, they're a thing right now. Yeah, they're sleeping um, together. Yeah. Did you sneak out last night? Uh, yeah, I couldn't sleep. She's not very convincing. No. Um, and we know that there's a certain tall, dark, and handsome, <laughs> charming, charming man lying in a hospital bed. Um with a not so great heart. Danny. But you know, he also has a really big heart. At the same time. Danny. Danny. Oh my God. <sighs> um, Bailey calls all of them to go with her. You know, we've had all these deaths. Let's go to the ER. Let's save a life. Yep. All of us asked George, because it's kind of weird that they're all going to the ER. But yeah, they they need some good karma. They need to kind of filter out the bad. Like Yep, once this bad morning that we've had so far, let's save somebody's life. Nice. In exchange. And then as they're going to the ER, Addison kind of stops them and hands Dr. Bailey a hot cocoa. Mm-hmm. Says it's a New York ritual. Yeah, a little ritual they had for some good juju because they need some good juju. Um, and she, Addison also gives one to Meredith, which is awkward. It's and awkward. Meredith thanks her. Uh, or no, Addison thanks her for her help in like a really awkward way. Like, eh, yeah, thanks. She's trying. She is. And then Meredith is like, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Addison. And Derek is kind of watching it as they go. And then as Meredith and the others walk away, he's like, you jujued Meredith? Yeah. He totally recognizes what's going on. He's, yeah. he's he, familiar. He knows the ritual. He's a little weirded out. You can tell. And... Addison says that she did it in the spirit of friendship and are we not be are we not being friends with Mare anymore yeah yeah so I kind of like this because you think about 
if your spouse is friends with somebody and they hate you, Mm. Like, how could your spouse be friends with them? Right. So in this instance, she's like, we're either going to be friends with her together or not yeah, at all. Addison's doing a great job. Like, she's trying to make this a healthy work environment, happy for all of them. Like, she's trying to fix her marriage. Yeah. Derek's not... He's kind of doing the bare minimum. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, and he says, Meredith and I are friends. And then Addison is like... And you and I are married, so by proxy, Meredith and I are friends. Like, she fills in the equation yeah. a little bit. Like, this is why we're doing this thing. Hello. Jesus Christ, come inside. Oh, my God. <laughs> she um, wanted me to take her on a walk. <laughs> That's why she brought Because when I got here, she carried, she went down and grabbed that and carried it up here. Yeah. It was cute. <laughs> Um, well, then Derek clarifies, hey, I'm not going to be friends with Mark. And Addison's like, well, I'm not either. Yeah, neither like, am I. <laughs> they're still not on team McSteamy. No. And then she drink water. tells him, finish your juju before somebody else's dies. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to keep it light. Yep. Um, and then Meredith ruins everything by dumping the juju into the garbage. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't see it like that. Yeah. I mean, it's no, it. I don't. It think isn't, but it is. It's just kind of funny. You can't um, look at it at it that way. She just is like <laughs> so burdened with this cup. Like it's it's weird. It's a weird thing. If someone, it's like I didn't ask to be a part of this. Your boyfriend's new girlfriend is trying to like buddy up with you. It's, but it's also like it's his wife that he didn't tell you about for a really long time. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird. Um, Burke is on the phone. He also has a cup. I'm assuming it's a juju. Yep. I think Addison just went out and bought all the <laughs> bark while squeaking. Oh, good God. Well, it's just going to be squeaking and clacking. It's the most professional podcast. <laughs> We're so professional. We're so professional. Uh, uh, yeah, I think she did. I think she just like bought everybody juju. She's like, we need this. Because Bailey. Gotta make it happen. And Derek. Meredith. And Meredith was probably a part like of all the big surgery. Yeah. It was probably all the big, all the top surgeons, you know. Yeah. And then she included Meredith. Yeah. Or all the ones who had lost someone. Yeah. Burke's on the phone. He's trying to find his scrub caps that the laundry lost. He is freaking out in front of the OR board. The chief is looking at the board. And he's kind of confused like what's going on everybody keeps erasing their yeah moving their elective surgeries um and then someone says that there's something going around around about fatality clusters in threes and sevens yeah elective surgeries right are being canceled and the chief is kind of talking at burke because burke's still on the phone he's not really listening yeah. no um he's very <laughs> concerned about his scrub caps well the chief's like you cannot push your surgeries because you don't have your personal caps he's like i didn't yes you did like <laughs> yeah oh he totally did um and then he uh the chief tells this nurse like no one's changing the board unless they come talk to him but mm -hmm. i'm like how would that get enforced is he going to stand there all day? Like, maybe. He he tries. He's always, like, he's, like, the principal that isn't really involved with the students, but he's, like, no, you're supposed to respect me. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. 
Um, I said, in the ER, it is not popping. <laughs> it's quiet. Christina, dead great. quiet. No yes, blood, Christina no guts, no lives to save. It's dead quiet. Yeah. Yeah, Christina says dead quiet, which everyone reacts to immediately because yes. that is apparently one of those things. You don't say something <laughs> like that because it will jinx it. Yes. And, um, yeah, everyone gives her a, did you really just say that from Bailey? And Izzy said that. Uh, Izzy says, Christina, uh, like you said the Q word. It's like saying George Macbeth in the theater. <laughs> theater. She says it's so weird. Yes, it's I remember really that. Uh, uh, just then, two women come into the ER asking for help because one of them is coughing up blood. <laughs> O'Malley gets assigned to that one. Then all the pagers go off. Yep, all at once. Uh, Izzy and Alex get a page from Denny. Or for Denny, and Izzy's like, oh, I'm on it. And Alex is like, uh, it's my patient. And Bailey's like, no, it's your patient. Like, both of you. <laughs> yeah. Know. Bailey's uh, not having it. No, Bailey's glaring at Christina. But Christina kind of looks a little pleased because this is what she wanted. She got her, her wish. It was a boring day. <laughs> um, Yang gets the first ambulance. Gray gets the second. Yes. So patient one is Jesse Fannin, 32, unrestrained driver, rear end collision. He yep. hit the front windshield. And now he doesn't want to go in until the siren whoops uh, 33 times. Like, he's counting them um, compulsively. Yeah. He says he can't leave until it re reaches 33. Uh, obviously, Christina does not care. Is not into that. And this is a nice, tiny little Bailey teaching moment. Um, she kind of quizzes her. What are you going to, you know, where are you going to go, Yang? And then Christina has a good plan. It's right. Mm -hmm. Bailey's happy with that. Patient two, Mickey Ratlin, 33, chest and leg pain and an erratic BP in the field. She yeah. says, I got struck by lightning. Yeah. Like she's like a little happy mouse. She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy things happening. <laughs> um, Christina hears and says that anyone, anyone spell coincidence? Yeah, it's cute. Um, so then Meredith. Credits. Yeah. Yes. Little short credits. Um, Meredith and Bailey are working on Nikki. Mm -hmm. She's talking about her horoscope and that she yeah. didn't listen to it. Her horoscope told her that she should stay home. When have you ever read a, a horoscope that told you something ominous like that? Like, don't leave the house. No. <laughs> that shit that, like, bad. terrible psychics say. Yeah. Like, yeah. That doesn't feel like... <laughs> no. <laughs> Usually your horoscope is like, oh, here's sort of a vague month theme or, like, or something. on this day... Focus on wealth. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know. and Focus on staying home, Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey tells her, you know, there's no signs of wounds from lightning. And then she clarifies, well, it wasn't struck struck. Yeah. Yeah. She says that, like, a, a branch, it, the lightning struck the tree and the branch fell on her. Yes. Yes. Um, so, like, okay, well, so a tree fell on you. Because that's different. Yeah. Like that. And she, she's saying it was a sign, and Meredith tries to explain. <laughs> or is trying to get the, what's going on, but it's, Bailey's it's like the same difference. Medically, very these different. are very different. Mer yeah, Bailey has to, like, rip up the paper, like, start all over again. And then Nikki mentions that her boyfriend loves that tree. Oh, my boyfriend loves that tree. He's totally going to freak out. Oh, buddy. She's laughing. Yeah, she's she's very light right now. Yeah. Um, 
So George catches up with the chief, said Ms. Warner in admitting is asking for him. He doesn't know who that is. And then George is like, it's Olive Warner, 50, blonde hair, knows you for 20 years. Yeah. You're talking about Ollie? Yeah. So um, Ollie Warner presented with an upper GI bleed and had a TIPS procedure last month. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what a TIPS procedure is. Yes. It is that. a transjugular intrahepatic portosystemic shunt. It's a procedure that uses imaging guidance to connect the portal vein to the hepatic vein in the liver. A stent is placed to keep the connection open and allow it to bring blood draining from the bowel back to the heart while avoiding the liver. Mm. Um, reduce internal bleeding in the stomach and esophagus in patients with cirrhosis. May also reduce the accumulation of fluid in the abdomen. Interesting. So basically, it's bypassing the liver. Yeah. Um. Um. The chief looks very stoic. Yeah. Uh, says that he'll take it himself, and he walks up to her and very softly says hi. He has a lot of affection for this person. Yeah. Um. We've got Izzy and Alex checking on Denny. 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 Alex is giving stats, and Izzy hears rails in the lungs, which is yeah. like popping. sinus tachycardia, low grade fever, pulse ox seventy five. How base is your or how bad is your pain? Five or six when I'm trying to breathe. Alex snarks. Uh, seven eight when you're trying to impress your doctor. Right. You're not trying to impress your doctor. Right. <laughs> um. Jenny, Jenny, Denny, Jenny. <laughs> Denny is you know joking about. His heart, whatever, and he heard about the bad juju, and yeah, he's he wants like to avoid the OR, much like everyone else. Yeah, um, Izzy kind of gives him a look. It could be a pulmonary embolism. Um, they're having like this intense moment between the two of them, and Alex is kind of like awkward in the back, like oh. clears his throat. Alex is so <laughs> sh- he like doesn't want. Well, it makes sense. Like, oh, it's... your girlfriend's openly flirting with a patient yeah. in front of you. It's weird. It's weird. She's she's not his girlfriend. Like they're not That's true. exclusive, but to him, but he does like her. He really likes her. But yeah, at this point he needs to read the room, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should be the one to step out of this. <laughs> so, cuz obviously she doesn't respect him enough to say something. Yeah. And be like, "Hey, I got to be honest Change about things. my feelings yeah. here." Uh, the word in an elevator, Meredith and Christina have their patience. Yep. Meredith says, the she-shepherd hot chocolated me. <laughs> Which is the longest way to say that. <laughs> um, it's her juju. Christina doesn't like people who say juju, obviously. Of course she doesn't. No. Um, I say juju, says Nikki. And then Jesse starts repeating juju over and over and over. Juju, 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 juju. Yeah. And counting it. Then she, Meredith fusses up, you know, I didn't drink it. And, of course, the hippie patient is like, you are not obligated to honor someone else's juju. Which is true. I, yeah, I think that's very wise, actually. And Meredith is kind of wondering, does being friends with Derek necessitate being friends with Addison? Yeah. Yes. Which Addison definitely thinks so. So, <laughs> definitely not, says Nikki, who, well, you know, has such good, uh, Judgment. <laughs> Judgment. Um, and then maybe, maybe, says Christina. Yeah. And Jesse is still repeating Juju. Um, and 
I think Meredith says, I'll call Psych for you. That'll be good, thanks. Instantly, the next scene begins with a crack and a scream of a bone being reset. It totally scared me. Callie is snapping Nikki's leg back into place. Nikki's screaming. Uh, She should have never gotten out of bed. Yeah, she keeps kind of repeating that line. And it sort of reminds me of the kid on uh, Magic School Bus. Like, mm. I knew I should have stayed home today. I should today. have stayed home today. Arnold, I think. I think so, too. The redhead one. George enters to see if he can give her a hand, and Callie says, you missed the boat, George. And Ooh. then they instantly start talking about their personal lives as if no patient is in the room. <laughs> yeah. It's very weird. <laughs> Basically, he had the hot girl's phone number. He didn't mm-hmm. call. Yep. That's what Nikki is telling him, like, uh, hot chick gives you her number you're supposed to call. Yeah. So Nikki, our sage advice giver. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um, we all should listen to. Uh, George uh, does that like not quite whisper thing yeah. that he must think is kind of sexy. <laughs> kind of like so oh, awkward. I, I, I am. I was uh, too late. Uh. And then Meredith enters and George awkwardly bails and the patient sees it all. And she's like, the plot thickens. Yeah. <laughs> There's going on here. It's like her own private little soap opera. Then Kelly kind of inspects the bruising on the leg. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look like a tree branch fell on yeah, her. Because it's like all down her side. And Nikki's like, oh, you think my boyfriend did this? He would never hit a woman. As if that's what Kelly would jump to as, like, an entire bruise on the side of your body. And Kelly's like, well, the bruises don't look like a tree branch. Just like. And then she admits that she was up in the tree when the lightning hit. (laughs) Okay, you guys are going to think I'm really weird. Yeah. (laughs) Too late, Um, honey. And that she had to check if his dog was in the yard. Yeah, because the dog doesn't like her, and um, the dog was in the yard because of the barking. Um, does it sound really weird? Both Callie and Meredith are like, no, it doesn't sound weird. But yeah, not honestly, at all. it does. Callie's just kind of flat about it, and Meredith kind of puts on her bedside manner, <laughs> smile, like, no, no, no. Oh. Of course. Um, Christina catches Derek having a snack and asks about her patient, 34, blunthead trauma, severe OCD. And he's like, sure, I'll look at the CT when you get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Burke comes down the stairs and greets Christina. She says, you know, sorry about your valve replacement. He's still talking about his caps. Yes. Uh, the laundry lost his caps. Um, and she's like, they didn't die because you weren't wearing your caps. And he says, well, I know that, but it's a comfort thing. Yeah. It's just my preference. Um, <laughs> Christina says, well, I prefer having George out of our apartment, so I guess we both can't have comfort things. Yeah, totally. Um, then Christina drops that she has a cap in her locker. Mm. And she's going to hold it hostage until Burke kicks Bambi out. Yep. He says, I don't do well with ultimatums. <laughs> oh! Yeah, yeah I, I put it in all caps. Fuck Burke. You give Christina ultimatums all the fucking time. Oh, really, Burke? You don't, motherfucker? You seem like you really like ultimatums. He is the king of ultimatums. (laughs) Good God. Well, Uh, then Christina reframes it as a trade. Think of it more as a trade. And George kind of pops out as Christina leaves, saying he has free time. And Burke do ultimatums. Are you kidding me? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um... This would have given Burke the perfect opportunity to be like, hey, 
when are you planning on moving out of my house? Yes. Um, maybe having a little conversation with George, like, hey, uh, Christine is not really comfortable with you living with us anymore. N- but no, he uh, <laughs> he wants George to get the scrub cat back. He yeah. wants to uh, send him on a little reconnaissance mission. Right. Rather than doing what his girlfriend is asking him to do and respecting their shared space, mm-hmm. he sends his little puppy dog He's on turning a it into a little weird game. Yeah, super weird. Um, so then we have the chief and he goes into Ollie's room Mm -hmm. and there's another woman there, a younger woman, and he's asking her to leave and, but she's like, she's her new baby is how Ollie phrases it. Uh, however many months sober. So we get the idea that Ollie is a sponsor, Mm -hmm. um, for AA and she's been on the transplant list a few years uh, Chief says the cirrhosis prevents blood from flowing to her liver, so it's backing up to her esophagus. Oh, God. Um, and Ollie kind of tells him, you know, I haven't seen you at a meeting in a while. And he says, we're talking about you. And she goes, mm-hmm. now I'm talking about you. Like, it's a really nice, persistent, not pushy. Yeah. I don't know. I liked that. It's very familiar. Like, they, they know each other. She knows him. And... The signs that he might not be doing as well as he thinks he is or is saying that he is. He kind of sighs and sits down. Um, why did I? I put what's the song playing in the background? Just like, oh, we would, we would parentheses have to look. in there, but I don't know. Um, he sits down, bending to what he's been asked. And tells Ollie that Meredith works in this hospital and Ellis is sick. Yep. And she says... Having an affair with the woman who drove you to your alcoholic bottom, Ooh. lying to your wife, lying to your sponsor. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, I'm not lying to my wife. She's like, you're lying by omission. Like, yeah. she's, she's like, not having any not, of it. We're not having an affair. She's sick. And, yeah. It's like, okay, but. And then she says, he's not slipping yet, but he's making a pretty big mess. Yeah. Um, which I don't know how common that phraseology is in, like, 12-step programs, but I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like you need to be watching this because pretty soon you are gonna trip. Yeah, and he just passed seventeen years sober. Um, yeah. So he says, you know, we're gonna we're gonna figure this out, but it it seems like a pretty bad time to be yeah. Ollie. Um, then we have George digging through Christina's locker. Uh huh. She knows exactly what he's doing. She shows up and is like, but he's like pulling things out. He pulls out a chip bag and there's like panties inside. <laughs> You're a pervy little boy, George. (laughs) She says she swings the thong around on her finger, and you're not finding the cap. Like she, she knew what she was doing when she brought it up. Yeah, she probably didn't even have it in her locker. No. And George tries to trade it. You know, I'll do the dishes. I'll do laundry. She's like, I don't do dishes. I don't do laundry. And then he's like, Well, maybe that's why Burke needs me. (laughs) Interesting. Are you having sex with him? (laughs) He's like, No. <laughs> he kind of thinks about it before he says it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then he likes having me around more. And <laughs> George isn't gonna leave till Burke says he has to leave. Yeah. Um baby. you out of the apartment is what she wants. Yep. Um then you're not getting the cap back. Now clean up my crap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he tries to look tough, but like shuts the locker with his elbow. Yeah. He doesn't pull it off very well. No. Um, Bailey and Meredith are looking at a scan of our hippie Nikki. 
Mm-hmm. She's a laceration on her spleen. Yeah. Wow. Is that her spleen? She was under the tree. She was climbing it. Why? Like, they're very confused. And Meredith's kind of filling her in on what actually happened now that Nikki is finally <laughs> fessed up to it. I'm getting the feeling she's a little bit of a stalker, is what Meredith says. Kind of, like, in a really sweet voice, actually. Like, hmm, I think she's a little <laughs> bit of a stalker. And Bailey's like, do we need to call the police? And Meredith says she doesn't think so. She's more of a gentle stalker, not a kill-you-with-a-knife stalker. I don't know how you would tell that. I don't I don't think that you would necessarily know if they're a kill-you-with-a-knife stalker until it happens, necessarily. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right here. I have a note that says, INSANE, in all caps, personal story here. And I remember the first time we recorded being mm-hmm. like, I don't know what that is. Still don't know. What is this personal story? I never had a stalker, I don't think. Like, I'm trying to think of any. <laughs> Did you gently stalk someone with a knife? Nope. I don't think I was gently stalked with a knife either. Oh. Man, I should have written myself for this. Anyway, um, Meredith is asking Bailey, do you believe in the seven fatality thing? Mm-hmm. Bailey doesn't want to talk about it. She's like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> yep. She's just like, I know I believe that she needs to have her spleen removed. So yeah. Like no buts about it. This is what we're doing. Um, Izzy is talking to Denny. Uh, do you like horses? He <laughs> asks her. And she's like, everyone likes horses. And I said, LOL, no. <laughs> I really didn't like horses as a young girl. <laughs> just <laughs> snoring over there kind of she's like also crying oh. um, uh, horses are apparently a great judge of character yeah that's what denny says uh izzy was apparently a horse girl that's what we get from i this. totally believe that but also oh yeah they didn't have any money no so, but she probably had like you know like her folders all had horses on them yeah and then Alex jumps in. He had an uncle who was a rodeo clown. <laughs> Not really what we're talking about. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> Jada. It's fine when we look at her. And then <laughs> So they're doing a procedure. Bert can't get this clot with a catheter. They're going to have to open him up. They're going to have to open him up again, which Izzy looks upset. Obviously, this is not the... Best case scenario, especially no. on a day of threes and sevens deaths. Right. So then our OCD patient is talking about how he was trying to count the turn signal clicks. Yep. And the one and only psych doctor. <laughs> yeah, like, the only one we've ever met. How long have you been having these compulsions? He said it increased in the last three years, but he's kind of always had them. Yeah. Onset at 30 is typical, um, is what the doctor says. He said that... Jesse says that it ruined his marriage. He can't hold a job. He really hates this part of his life. He is not happy about it. Um, And that his mother had OCD and she killed herself. She killed herself at 38. And he's 30 or somewhere in his 30s. Yeah. Um, Christina clears her throat. And George is watching like a weirdo through the window. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> about um, the caps. I think he's like not he's like making a weird go. face. Psych doctors like, uh, is that something we need to <laughs> deal with? And Christina's like, eh, just ignore him. That's fine. Uh, Jesse's asking if everything's clean before he gets on. Yeah, clean, clean, clean. Like he he needs her to say clean, clean, clean. And Christina's kind of like, 
she doesn't want to say it, but the psych doctor is like, can you just like, yeah, just, just say it, just do it. This is what they need. You're the doctor, you know? Um, and he, as he like gets onto the CT, he's saying, find a penny, pick it up all day long. You'll have good luck. Like he's repeating it over and over. Uh, and the psych doctor says that it's a classic symptom or whatever, or way to kind of comfort yourself is like saying these things the over repetitive over. yeah repetitive rhymes um which is interesting because i feel like if you had some germophobiness you wouldn't want to be picking up pennies but it's not really about that yeah it's about yeah. the rhyming um meredith is walking and highlighting and she runs into Derek, mm-hmm. and we sort of see addison in the background yeah meredith starts to like ask a question as if they're going to have a conversation but then addison kind of pops up and says hi and Meredith politely excuses herself. Uh, and Derek also leaves. Addison's just left awkwardly behind. And she kind of is feeling yeah, like she intruded on something. Yeah. But she didn't. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. So we're checking in with Ollie. The chief tells her that the TIPS procedure failed. They have mm-hmm. to do a portacaval shunt, which has a 50% survival rate. Mm-hmm. And There's no other choice. Yep. He has done it nine times and had four patients survive. So she says, oh, it's perfect. She'll be his five out of ten. Yeah. She so has she's, a good attitude. She's optimistic about it, um, but realistic. Yeah. You can see she understands the severity of it. Uh, has she told that girl, the newbie, like, you're lucky you got sober young? Mm-hmm. Was that Because... All That's the years they did. of damage to her yeah. liver is why she's having. When they this were problem. talking about the cirrhosis and why she was there, yeah, that's when she mentioned it. So it's kind of an interesting, like, I don't know. I kind of liked that as a piece of like, I can be the best sponsor I can be and be clean, but mm-hmm. I already did all this damage. Yeah, it, I can't she's undo kind it. Of the, <laughs> like, this is what your future could be like. Right. This is the yeah. writing on the wall. Yeah. Um. Nikki tells Bailey and Meredith that she doesn't want surgery today because obviously she heard <laughs> on her soap opera of life at Grey's, at uh, Seattle Grace that yeah. uh, the threes and sevens was happening. Um, spleen Trump's horoscope. <laughs> it's Bailey's <laughs> logic. What Bailey says like it's kind of kind of important. Uh, but Nikki continues on like these all these things happened. I had a flat tire and then I there was a wreck on the freeway. Which I wonder if that was Jesse. Probably it had to be. Um, but she did. De- so she detoured an hour out of her way to get to Kevin's house, and then she got struck by lightning. And Meredith's uh, like, "But you weren't struck by but lightning. But you weren't." <laughs> and she's saying, "Just call my boyfriend and tell him I'm having an operation at midnight because he will want to be here." Which it makes you sad. It does. Um, and then as they leave the room, Meredith is like, "Hey, should I call Psych?" And Bailey's like. Yeah, but also you have to take her to the ICU because yeah. she's... Poor girl's going to kill herself trying not to die. <laughs> yeah, she's putting herself in a really yeah. bad situation. Um, Alex is working on Denny. Yep, he tells Denny that Izzy likes him, which is going to be hard on her. Uh, you mean when I die? I'm asking you man to man. Alex answers that with the clot, if hypoxia doesn't kill him, the strain on his heart will... Yeah. And the surgery has serious risks. Um, Izzy likes you, and she's not going to be the one to pull away. He's <sighs> manipulating. Yeah, this dying the crap man. Out of this poor dying man who has lots of emotional, like, 
trauma right now. Like he's trying to figure things out and still be strong. Oh, because he's a strong man. And also, Alex, like, fuck off. Let's take your personal feelings out of this, right? Izzy doesn't belong to you. Yeah, Izzy doesn't need you to be her knight in shining armor, protecting her. Right. Poor, poor, fragile damsel that she is. Um, then in our lunch in the courtyard, Meredith is kind of checking in on Jesse, mm-hmm. and Meredith's she, hair looks really great. Oh, nice. Her blowout, blowout's really perfect. Probably professional. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't look realistic. Christina is saying, oh, you know, my patient and your patient would be a good couple. Yes, <laughs> looks so crazy. And, um, George busts in with his lunch, too. Christina's like... I'm sitting with Meredith. Have some self-respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Georgia just kind of flops down in her face. Like, he's following Burke's order. Mm-hmm. And he's going to get that cat back by annoying her. <laughs> yep. Uh, Burke's, Burke has hat juju. <laughs> it is what Meredith says. And apparently, uh, Christina says that. And George, like, is scooting closer to Christina. And Ugh. Christina's scooting closer to Meredith. Um, you're using it against him. They're forcing me to because of the clarinet playing and the running and all the breakfast food. All those horrible, horrible things. Yeah, and they toss eggs to each other. I hate it. Um, and Izzy comes in and is talking about how ridiculous the death cluster is, but she's clearly she's freaking out. Pink quilted jacket. Yeah, she's like, oh, it's ridiculous, right? Right? Right, guys? It's not a real thing, right? But, but, and then she's like, no, he's just my patient. It's super unconvincing. Talking yeah. about Denny and reassures her she reassures Meredith no 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 I'm I'm sleeping with Alex <laughs> and then she's like hey Christina can you ask Burke what he thinks about the death cluster <laughs> like she's trying to get reassurance from so many Please. places yeah yeah um George is chewing really grossly Ugh, uh, in Christina's face and Christina's grossed out obviously or Sandra oh was trying really hard not to laugh possibly also possible, <laughs> yeah possibly that face um then we have, they're talking to Jesse about his surgery, and Derek is explaining he's going to remove part of the skull cap, and he assures him the operating room is clean, clean, clean. And Jesse is flicking the lights, mm-hmm. and Christina's like, can you stop? And he's like, no. <laughs> no. I wish I could. Um, and then Jesse says the people that judge him the most are the people that are the most like him. Yeah, type A, top of your class. Uh... Christina's like, yeah, I was actually. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, see, you turned your compulsion into something productive, but like, I can't. Yeah, we're cut from the same cloth. That's why you can't stand me. Um, she says it's time to go, but he's not done clicking. How many asks George 96 and let him finish is what George says. And she says, fine, I'll see you in the OR. And Jesse is still clicking. Yeah. So the transport team is going to take him. Yep. Um, then there's a bunch of people in Ollie's room, and... Yep, Chief is peeking in there. Uh, uh, Gretchen they, is like, come in here. Ollie wants you to... Because yeah, you need to come to the meeting. Yeah, she says you need a meeting. So they're having a meeting right there. Why not? And he says, not here, not now. And she's like, don't protect your anonymity over your sobriety. Mm-hmm. So are we to think that, like, not everybody knows he's an alcoholic? Yeah, I think so. Does anyone know? I don't... His wife has to. His wife and probably maybe Ellis. But you um, think that's it? Yeah, I don't think anyone, any of the doctors 
who are working for him know. Okay. So, yeah, he looks around and enters and closes the door behind him, and then they start saying the serenity prayer. Mm -hmm. And he says amen also. Like, he goes into it. He He, does. He he, joins in. That's, like, him relinquishing that, like, being, okay, we'll do this. Right. Um, Denny's on the way to the OR, stops Izzy, and tells her about his will in the nightstand. (gasps) Yeah. And she's like, "Why, why are you talking about your will? And he's like, we have to be realistic, Dr. Stevens. And she's like, uh, transport team needs the but, but, transport team needs to wait. You can't go in there thinking you're going to die. Yeah. Uh, Christina goes into the restroom and George follows her. He theorizes she has a cap on her. And Christina pushes. Are you going to take it from me? He repeats, you know, Burke said to do whatever I have to do. And he starts grabbing at her, hand down her shirt, pinning her against yeah. the sinks. <laughs> Very inappropriate. And um, then Callie comes out from yeah, the stall. Callie's coming out of the stall. Because Christina's Confused, like, that's upset. my breast. That's my breast. <laughs> she washes her hands. George sees her and immediately stops wrestling Christina. Like, hey, hey, Dr. Torres. She's like, do you know this is the women's restroom? And he's like, yes, ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> if there's anything that's going to win her over. <laughs> Christina <laughs> called ma'am. Christina goes, Dude, you called her ma'am. She's never going to sleep with you now. She's never going to sleep with you now. Izzy's leaving Denny's room. Uh, so maybe they weren't on the way to the OR, but on the way back from a procedure. So I, I must have messed that up. I have George runs into Izzy. Back from the and catheter procedure. He's looking for Burke. Or were the scenes mixed up, possibly? Like oh. Maybe they decided that part, that conversation should be later or something. You know? Yep. Yep. Might um, have been a continuity issue. Yeah. Uh, then Izzy finds out, oh, wait, Christina has one of Burke's caps and Burke's about to go into surgery? Oh, like, yeah. She's not happy about it. She runs off determined to get it back. Um, she pushes Christina into an office and tells her to give up the cap. <laughs> and Izzy's kind of scary because mm. she's, like, she's taller yeah. and, like, broader shouldered than all of the other girls. Like, she just seems like she could snap the other two. She is not bluffing. No. She's, like... Are you going to give it to him or I'm going to have to physically take it from you? And Christina's sort of laughing. She's like, are you threatening me? And she's like, listen, I like you, but I grew up in a trailer park. I grew up in a trailer park. I am not above kicking your pampered little Beverly Hills ass. And I mean physically <laughs> kicking your ass. Like, she's like, that's not a yeah. metaphor. Like, I will do it. And so then Christina's kind of like, oh, God, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> and we see Izzy and Christina walking across the bridge. You don't have to follow me. Um, she goes to Burke, hands him the cap. How long have you had it? He asks. And she says, you don't need it. Every morning I look at it and I'm reminded of what I want, that I want to be, of what I want to be a great surgeon, um, who is decisive and executes and doesn't need a piece of clothing to give him an edge. And he says, I know you're right. Um, she's like, yeah. I know Obviously, I'm, I'm right. right. <laughs> she walks away, but then instantly he's putting on the cap. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, 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 you're right, but also I am going to wear it. Um, <laughs> nicely done O'Malley. And he lets go scrub in, and George runs into someone who's, like, pushing the carts as he's God, trying to follow. He's such a Bambi. Um, then we have Meredith checking in on Nikki. Great hair again, apparently. Nice. Uh, Meredith is... Ch- Trying to push her a little bit, but with Nikki's own logic. You know, yeah. maybe you misread the signs. And two surgeons telling you need, you need a surgery, that's a sign. And like, then she's like, you know, I 
I called your boyfriend and he said that he hasn't been your boyfriend in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you really tell him sad. I got stuck, struck by lightning? It's sad. <laughs> it's sad. Nikki's boyfriend hasn't been her boyfriend in a long time. Mm-hmm. Then we see Denny on the table. In the scrub room, Izzy asks accusingly what Alex said to him. Like, why does Izzy, why does Denny think that he's dying? And Alex is like, because there's a good chance he is. She's like, we are over, Alex. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're breaking up with me over a corpse. Ugh. Yuck. First of all, yuck. Second of all, no. She says, no, because on the best day, that corpse is twice the man you'll ever be. Mm-hmm. You're not good enough for me or anyone. That's mean. That's mean. That... Obviously, this guy has some insecurities. Yeah. Very, very deep insecurities. And Burke walks in smiling and tells them they're not scrubbing in. And Alex says, that's fine. I'll watch from the gallery. Burke is like, nope, no. no, no. <laughs> You're going to get as far away from this OR with your energy as you can. Mm-hmm. And Izzy, too. Then we have How to Save a Life starts playing. <laughs> Step one. Is this <laughs> the first time it's in there? Mm-hmm. Jesse is still counting on mm-hmm. the table as they're doing the anesthesia. Find a penny, pick it up. Um, Christina says sorry, but they have to start. And he relaxes as the anesthesia hits and stops counting. So kind of no one is getting their juju. Like yeah. all of these things. Although Derek says it's a beautiful afternoon to save lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have Burke cracking his neck again. Uh, the chief is beginning. Miranda takes a deep breath. The chief is teaching as he works, as he always does. Yeah, because and it's also a rare procedure. It's a rare procedure. There's many people in the observation area. Um, Meredith steps in into the OR that the chief is in and asks for Bailey because yeah. Nikki is not having a nice time. Right. And the chief uh, is like, that's fine. Go ahead. Yeah, it's getting a little too late for Nikki. She's bleeding out. Um, they need to go now. Nikki still doesn't want the operation. Nikki, your boyfriend called and said he doesn't want you to die. Kevin called? Yeah. Yes, will you let us operate? And then Nikki's eyes roll back and, sh- and code blue and paddles are brought in. Oh, it's so rough. <sighs> but I like that, again, with a good bedside manner, Meredith mm-hmm. is willing to meet the patient with their logic Yep. to try and get them. She's able to empathize with them in a different way. She's not a my way or the highway, you know, like Christina or a doormat like George. Um, Derek is in surgery with Jesse. The thing he tried isn't working. Maybe he's missing something. Mm -hmm. Denny's losing pressure. So, like, basically the audience. Everything is going wrong all at once. Yes. So we're being asked to guess, you know, which of these four patients will die. Like, Mm -hmm. who's it going to be? Who's going to be that number seven? Yeah. Um, Miranda is zapping Nikki again. Whatever the song playing in the background is pretty, too, I put in my notes. There was another one after it. Yeah, it another was really pretty nice. one. Um, it was very religious, if I remember correctly. Ah, okay. Um, Derek is working. There's something missing. Burke losing pressure, working as fast as he can. We're losing him, says George. And then we see the interns walking down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that was like, dude! It's our The food fans make stoots. Um, uh, they're staring at the OR board and they're like, somebody's going to die. You know, I heard somebody died and Izzy's like clutching her necklace with tears in her eyes. 
And yeah, because taking... she's been waiting there. She wasn't allowed in anywhere. Um, and, yeah, there all these other, like, non-important interns are taking bets. Like, oh, I bet oh. it was that spleen chick. Oh. My money's on the chief's shunt. And then Alex says, I have 20, says Burke's guy went down in such a Because he's a way. walking time bomb. Yeah. And then Bailey and Meredith erase Nikki's name on the OR board. That's five. But Meredith heard that there's six. So Izzy's like, who is it? Um, Then we see the chief onto his scrub cap walking out past the nurse's station. He sees the people that he prayed with in the meeting Mm -hmm. in the in the waiting area and tells them she made it through. She made it through, and they all hug. Um, Derek's O.R. Jesse's gone. Yeah. Um, Izzy is crying in the next scene. The voiceover says that superstition lies in the space between what we can control and what we can't. Denny starts talking. So we're like, oh, he's live. Right. Izzy tells him there was only six. So I wasn't one of the seven. And he's like, it's past midnight. Yeah. I'm not crying. And then she goes, damn it. And (laughs) she's like, I can't fall for a patient. (laughs) Oh, okay. Good luck with that. <laughs> and I said, why is he so fucking charming? I don't know. He's so cute. He's and then so cute. They kiss. Yeah. Is that the first time they kissed? Yeah. This is the first time that they've kind of really accepted it. Acknowledged it. Yeah. Um, um, the voiceover says, find a penny, pick it up, and all day long you'll have good luck. Which is really sad. I'm sad. Uh, George is walking into the locker room. He kind of bristles at seeing Meredith because he's, you know, done with the scrub cap thing. So now he can't be near her anymore. Uh, fucking Alex comes out uh, like a porcupine. Just, yeah. it like... Yeah, he says, you're a sad excuse for a man. He, uh, yeah, Alex is... Bringing all of his, he's trying, he, he is reaching for anything to make him feel better. He's, he's misery loves company. He wants oh. to hurt everyone because he is hurting. Hurt people, hurt people. He's like, I um, know you heard me. You're a whiny little girl. Yeah. And Meredith and Christina are like, hey, stop. Yeah. And, oh, man. Alex is sneering and is like, George isn't speaking to you because he's an over you. And he's just so rough. He's trying so hard. It's like he wants everyone to hate him. You mope like a dog that got kicked, that likes to get kicked. You make me sick, and I'd smash your face if it wasn't going to get me kicked out. Like, yeah. And I think all of them kind of see, like, they're like, oh, what happened? Like, this is beyond. And he smashes the locker with his fist, and Christina, like, flinches. Yeah. Um, George just looks kind of dumbfounded, but stares him down. Like, he doesn't really back down. He just kind of no. watches. Right, and he doesn't meet him either, because he's like, I know I would lose. Yeah. Um, and Alex leaves, slamming his locker. God. Christina is leaving the hospital, and she catches up with Burke, and he's like, I really will kick George out. And Christina gets kind of soft. Yeah. Tells him not to tonight. Yeah, he just got yelled at. Um, Christina is wearing a long leather jacket and a scarf. Love and that. Burke catches up and he's wearing like a long pea coat with his fancy satchel. <laughs> um, and he gives her back the scrub cap. Yeah. He pulls it out and gives it back to her. Because it meant something to her too, you know. Yeah. It wasn't the same sort of thing, but it was... But it had meaning for it her. It had meaning. Yeah. It was a symbol. Um, George goes up to Callie, who's ignoring him still. <laughs> and he said, I didn't call. I should have called. 
She walks away, so he pulls out his cell phone and calls her right there. <laughs> and says, she answers. <laughs> he says, I love to watch you set bones, and I rarely spend that much time in a women's restroom, <laughs> and I really like you. <laughs> so is that a yes? And she smiles. Because who could turn that down? I don't oh, know. So cute. <laughs> um, Addison walks up with two little cups in her hand, and she walks up to Meredith and apologizes about her patient's outcome. She hands the, one to Meredith and one to Derek. The voiceover is saying, we rely on superstitions because we're smart enough to know we don't have all the answers. So she gives the other to Derek. They start to leave behind her, but looks back at Meredith, barely giving her a smile. Um, Meredith takes one little sip and drops it in the trash. She's yeah. not having it. Uh, I I made the note that when he is tired and upset, he can't really hide his feelings mm -hmm. for her as well. Mm -hmm. We've noticed, like when he is emotionally strained, he's not able to fake it. Like yeah. he's, it's written all over his face, and she smiles sadly back at him. Um, and then it says, don't diss the juju from wherever it comes. Yeah. But so. she does. <laughs> yeah, but I think having that little sip was like her concession too. Okay. I like that. Wow, Pupcaster, you can't stop crying. Mm. Ugh. It's so hard. So many things. So... Shades of Grey's Pod mm -hmm. at Gmail. Uh, yeah. Or at Shades of Grey's Pod on Instagram. We're all you the places. Find us there. Um, and Some of the places. Yeah, true. <laughs> if you want to know about food pants, they are reusable silicone food savers. They're technically called food huggers. Yep, but we've renamed them because it's a better name. Food pants. They look like a child's... Like a baby toy. Look at that. Like that yeah. thing where you put the... The stack the rings? Yeah, stack the rings and it's like a rainbow color. And it's like kind of tippy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does look like that. They had different colors. There was one that was like a set that was more like green and yellow. Sure. Um, Get the colors that match your kitchen kind of. Yeah. Aesthetic um, things. We're going to like dig into some cheese here. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, we'll see you next time. We we love you. We have missed you. And yeah. um, thank you for listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get the two microphones working next mm -hmm. time. Sorry if the sound, the sound is shitty, but you know what? Oh, it's for free. So you're it's, welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>